From the Mid-South Van Studio in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production presents Under the Water Tower. And now, here are your hosts, Derek Biglane and Matt Crane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. How was your Labor Day? Didn't do a whole lot. I mean, just being honest. Actually, wait a minute. Yeah, we did. Garage. Worked in the garage. It, oh. it, I mean, the most miserable honeydew I think there may be. Most people have a nice garage. Mine's, mine gets a little covered up, but it stays clean for a while. Started up a lot of dust. My wife's uh, down, been down for the last two days, but uh, <laughs> just saying, it's it's yeah. Uh, that's that's one thing that you put off and we put off and put off in my house. But I think we're gonna have uh, maybe two cars in the garage um, by the end of the month. Congratulations! Yeah, congratulations. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, what, a two car garage. <laughs> it's a three car garage. Three car garage. Yeah, three car garage. Uh, yeah. So we won't talk about our third garage. Yeah, the the, two, the we we think we're gonna have two cars in there by the end of the month. Well, we have this freaking desk. We have this desk that somebody gave us years ago. And it is the heaviest thing ever created. I, I can send my son down there. He can, you know, he can get uh, no, it over. No, it would take the entire North Point football team <laughs> with your son to move this thing. We got it. It was given to us. So it sits in our second gar- garage and it just sits there and collects everything because it weighs a million pounds. The furniture's the worst. I've got, actually got to go this weekend, pick up some furniture. Can't imagine what it's going to look like, what it's going to be. So It's a family stuff. So, uh, there's been a death in the family, so uh, it took a while, but you guys split up some things. And, yeah, and I mean, got, I'm going to pick up this weekend. Yeah, but yeah I mean, I'm, I'm going to feel your pain this weekend. Uh, well, I didn't have any garage to clean, did some yard work. I did gutters. I actually cleaned Another gutters. miserable experience. Miserable experience, clean gutters. So do, you get, you, do you get on the ladder, on the ladder go about every five feet? Gloves, you know, just throwing it out. I actually put those little gutter guards on myself. I, like I put little it leaf guard things? Leaf guard. Okay. i got six sections, put it on myself. We'll see how those work. If they wait for that big next big rainstorm, if they look like they did their job, then I'm, I'll go buy some more. But um, yeah, they're $5 of about a three-foot slat. Uh, so that was, that was my hmm. – most of my Labor Day did that. I got some paint. Gonna paint my mailbox. Paint your mailbox. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just all those wonderful <laughs> we, we, things. We, we, we may do. be the most Living boring. My life. Yes. Most I did did catch up on some TV shows. There you um, go. Ted Lasso. Of those of y'all that like soccer, Ted Lasso is a great sitcom. I guess it's a sitcom. Thirty to forty minutes long. It comes on um, uh, Apple TV. Watch that. I've been catching up on a show called The Great. About Catherine the Great, but it's not historically accurate, but it's a pretty good show. Um, and uh, trying to think what else. Just a couple, you know, uh, I'll, of course, I'll watch history documentaries that I've been watching on Netflix. So, again, just bored of my mind, you know, doing stuff like that. Yeah. Labor Day, I mean, you watch these people on Facebook and social media. They, they have a much different life than me. I, really, what, Derek, what it was was is, is we worked so hard on the Friday show that I didn't want to go out of town because we were prepping for this show. You know, that's, that's exactly, exactly right. I spend my time, I just sleep eat drink this right i mean under the water tower under the water tower podcast is quickly becoming the number one show in desoto county and there's only one way we can get there and that is complete and total uh, focus and hard work cleaning gutters that's it yeah, garages that's exactly once we're done we're done with the gutters i actually i did something i did uh, last got invited uh sunday night got invited uh, my wife and i were invited to uh dinner with friends and she, like I told you, the garage got the allergies all worked up. So, so those she didn't go with us. I jumped in. I was a third wheel. I was a third wheel. And we we drove down to uh, drove down to Como. Wanted to go to Tai Hut. Heard a lot about it. I mean, you know, heard a lot of good things. But uh, what you want to do is you want to see, maybe even make a phone call down there and see if they're open on a Sunday night. Probably, on a Sunday probably, Sunday probably night, probably sure. So uh, you know, I, I can tell you guys this: Como, the uh, gas station at the Como exit, going well. Should be open soon. In case anybody was wondering, I did get a chance to see that at night, all lit up and everything. So we just w- went down 
drove the strip uh, there in Como, turned right around and came back home. Or came back to a 40 minute uh, rendezvous. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, came back for uh, for dinner. So pretty boring Labor Day, nothing to it. Pool pool today with, with my daughter and, and, and stuff. A lot of nice people there at the Hernando Golf and Racket Club pool. Yeah. That's I it. mean, a lot, you know, a lot of people I know went out of town. So congratulations to you living your best life. The, you know, everybody getting that last you know, unofficial end of summer for Labor Day. Hope you had a great time. Hope you had a safe trip back. Um, you know, hope you're ready to school, school started back and, and just, you know, we're two weeks away from the real autumn, the uh, autumnal equinox. So coming what, the, what was that? Oh, autumnal equinox. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the fall equinox, you want to say it that way? Uh, but, you know, again, it's uh, coming up soon. So hope everybody's ready to get back. You know, we're excited to be here on this Tuesday morning. You know, and, and for those of y'all who did go back, I hope that you use Mid-South Vans. That's exactly right, Derek. Under the Water Tower podcast recorded live at the Mid-South Vans studio. Mid-South Vans has been in business now for five years. Mid-South Vans is located right here in Hernando on McCracken Road at Commerce Street. Mid-South Vans has 12 and 15 passenger vans available for any daily, weekly, or monthly needs. Please reach out to the team at Mid-South Vans, 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555 right here in Hernando for your next van rental. All right. This is the kind of a shortened week, obviously, with uh, Labor Day being yesterday. Um, so this is the basically the start of the work week for a lot of people. Uh, one of the things that's happening tonight is the Planning Commission meeting. Planning Commission meeting, this will be, uh, of course, Tuesday, September 8th. This is the second Tuesday in the month. And so that's the normal monthly meeting for the Planning Commission. Uh, on the agenda tonight, a couple things that we mentioned last month that uh, actually were tabled into this month. The first one being that the, that small PUD uh, planned on Memphis Street, uh, the owner of the property is Dale Wilson, excuse me, looking to uh, do a there's a that grassy area that's just north uh, of the Memphis Street. Um, one Memphis Street. One Memphis Street, excuse me. Uh, event Center, looking to make that into a PUD. So that will be discussed tonight, as well as the Madison Lakes PUD. Uh, the, I guess the they brought it back for discussion, uh, amendments to it, to the original design, and also to the design that was brought last year that uh, was uh, tabled, uh, I guess, until and, and now. And so, again, both of those will be on the agenda tonight. So, again, it will be at the Gale Center, not at City Hall like it normally is. It will be at the Gale Center. That's located at 2601 Elm Street starting at 6 p.m. Uh, so, again, if you're interested in that, want to hear about that, please try to attend, be there t- tonight, 6 p.m. Again, 2601 Elm Street at the Gale Center. It's hard to believe, Derek, that we've been doing this show now for uh, – this was, This is the start of our fifth week uh, on the Under the Water Tower podcast. So we started uh, last August or last month uh, discussing Madison Lakes, uh, the Memphis Street project there. You know, I don't know exactly what happened. I think I heard some uh, paperwork or something wasn't quite where it needed to be or, or up to a certain level uh, that they wanted to uh, – that they needed to, to review. So it was pushed to this month or, or kind of kick the can another month. So looking forward to see what that looks like, uh, what the Madison Lakes project looks like. Tremendously uh, eager to learn more about that because you and I have talked about uh, that both on air and off air about what that could possibly be for Hernando. Hernando West is on the west side. That's been approved for a while. Uh, still working on it, getting that first section done in there. And then this, of course, will be a, a large uh, growth area on the east side. You know, there will be something that goes there. Again, it was approved back in, I believe, 2005-ish uh, as a PUD. And so these are just amendments to that original PUD. Now that the school is there, now that the new uh, Mackinville extension is going through there, and so they're just trying to you know take advantage of that. And, and I think that a couple people have seen it. Uh, I've heard rumors that that's uh, you know what they're bringing uh, is palpable to several you know people that live around the area. But again, I have not seen it myself. Uh, I do hope to make the meeting tonight, so kind of get some information on that, and uh, just you know really looking forward to it. We also uh, here at the Under the Water uh, Tower podcast are going to try to have planning commissioners 
that come on here uh, to talk about it. So we hope to have one for next week to come on and kind of go over kind of, you know, what the package said. They were able to read it, you know, their, their thoughts on it. So again, want to do a little teaser, not technically, you know, nailed down in stone yet, but we hope to have a planning commissioner on our podcast next Tuesday to kind of go over everything that was said. That commissioner has reached out to us, uh, enjoying what we're doing on the podcast. You know, really was was uh, happy about the thought of coming on, giving us updates uh, each and every month about things going on in Hernando. I think that's perfectly a great idea for, for that commissioner to come on and and, and put us in the room and, and tell us kind of what they're seeing and, and discussing. Uh, because again, uh, when it's all said and done, they are serving our community. They are serving the town of Fernando. It's it's our future uh, that they're talking about and, and planning. We're look, looking forward to it. Podcast brought to you by The Print House, located at 2462 Church Street, right here in Hernando. The Print House is your one-stop shop for printing services. Business cards, banners, screen printing for t-shirts, as well as a showroom full of all your vinyl and t-shirt needs. Whether it's a new logo or marketing plan for your business or a large order of t-shirts for your family reunion or church group, the ladies at the print house can help. Simply give them a call at 662-298-3105 or find them online at theprinthousems.com. That's 662-298-3105 or find them online at theprinthousems.com. Podcast also brought to you by Precision Services, located right here in Hernando. Whether you are a real estate flipper or a homeowner with simply too much in your yard, Precision can help. They specialize in residential or commercial renovations. With over 20 years' experience in the demolition, junk removal, and construction business, Precision is eager to bid on your next project. Give them a call at 662-469-4189. Mention the podcast and get 5% off your estimate instantly. That's 662-469-4189 for Precision Services in Hernando. Wanted to reach out and let everybody know um, some reminders of things that are going on, hopefully that you're taking advantage of. The first one being that the Hernando Parks and Rec is doing a movie, September 19th, a drive-in movie at Renaissance Park. It will be at start, they believe the gates will open at 5.30 p.m. The show will start sometime around dusk, 7.15 to 7.30ish. Uh, it will be The Wizard of Oz, $5 per car. And again, looking forward to that. So if you have young ones, if you have old ones, if you have, you know, I think, you know, anywhere from 2 to 92 uh, want to come out and, and see the movie. This is something unique that Hernando's doing for the first time. So I hope that you take advantage of it. So they'll something they, they do you know continuously. I think it's a great idea. Obviously, it is COVID friendly. Uh, so you just have your family in a car, go out there, you know, spend some time watching a, a great classic movie. Uh, you bring your own popcorn, bring your own drinks. Probably then, be uh, able to sit in the back of a truck or raise oh, a tailgate. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Okay. absolutely. Raise a raise a SUV or something like that. More so like again, that. just want to remind everybody. It's two weeks from this past Saturday, so about a week and a half from now. Uh, will be the uh, the movie uh, at Renaissance Park. Also want to mention Noah's 5K, Derek. We talked about it last week. Noah's 5K this year is all virtual. We discussed it on the podcast last week, and, and it's just an amazing event. You and I have worked it several times. You've run it probably just about every year. Just an amazing uh, event that they continue to carry on a legacy of a young man whose life was cut short uh, way too young. And um, so it's, it goes towards the funds, go towards events that young people have an opportunity that they might not have normally had, uh, whether it be skydiving or a, a trip that, or something like that. Um, Noah would have enjoyed himself. That's an amazing event that they do. So that is virtual all this month. So please uh, Google Noah's 5K. 
Is it Noah's 5K or Noah's Gift? Uh, Noah's Gift 5K. Yeah, Noah's Gift 5K for more information there. Uh, you see the signs that are all kind of running right against uh, Commerce Street right there at the Maddox Foundation uh, as you go into the Hernando Square. That is what that's about, the Noah's Gift 5K, uh, ongoing all through the month of September. All right, something else that's going on is the Water Tower 10K. It will be October 10th, so Saturday, October 10th at 8 a.m. This is a live race, live in-person race, one of the only ones I know of around here that is uh, still alive. And so uh, please look for that if you're a runner. Uh, you know, you know it's a great race. They've got a great uh, after party in the courtyard behind ACs, and you know they'll have pizza, they'll have donuts, they'll have beer, they'll have, and then you know if you're, they have age group uh, awards, uh, first through third for each age group, which is a uh, usually nice pottery of some sort. So again, it's a great event. Uh, all the proceeds go to the Dolly Parton Imagine Library and the Hernando Excel by Five, uh, which has really done great things for helping young kids in our in our community to be able to read, to teach them to read. And so I think right now Excel by Five now has more than 465 children enrolled. And so it's just a, a great thing that Dolly Parton has done and th- through the Hernando Excel by Five. So again, please come out and support. If you're a runner, if you're a walker, just come out for you know what should be a beautiful fall day for that race. Now what, I mean, Derek, you, you're in good shape and, and participating in a lot of these races, done the road races for years in the Memphis area. Why do you think it's taken, I mean, I know it's coronavirus related, of course, that's the easy answer, but it's a little surprising that they haven't begun to start doing more outside things like that? It is. Like to um, come back? It is. I mean, I I think for this race, you usually have a two to three hundred people, a couple hundred people, and you know it's a it's a, uh, a good turnout for our area. And then you you do have people from Memphis that will come down, and it may be bigger this year because it is live. Um, you know, it's in person. Well, I'm anxious to see that. I, I think that it has to do a lot with what because a lot of those races are in Shelby County, Shelby County is a lot more strict than Minnesota County has been. Uh, they've had the mask mandates for longer. They're still not where we are on restaurants and stuff. So I think the races are really worried about liability, uh, not necessarily from maybe from people suing them because they catch it, but I think more from the government about what would happen. Uh, they have had one race series up there. It was in the month of August. It was uh, all four Saturdays in August. They had five Ks up at Shelby Farms, but I believe it was limited to 150 people each. First come, first serve, or yeah. register for it, and that's right. So. And I mean, again, Shelby Farms is huge yeah. and only allowing 150 and they still did those 150 in waves. So wow. they're being extra careful. Yeah, and look, yeah. I'm not, that's that's their thing. And, and again, I don't think anybody has a real grasp of how this thing has passed or how long you can be you know, standing next to somebody. And of course, you're not going to run with a mask on. And so I think that there's a lot of that going on. Uh, but I think, you know, with uh, with Hernando being able to spread out at the start line, you know, maybe they're going to do it in waves. I have not heard that. I, I'm You're probably looking at about 300 people. And again, you stay socially distanced. You know, if you're running with somebody, you probably have been training with them and or family members so you should be okay so I, i'm looking forward to it i'm after as uh september 15th i will register for it well and l- let's not forget so much of it in the memphis area when it's all said and done Derek, you and i've put together events whether it be races or mardi gras balls or stuff like for if you're if you're limited to a certain number of people or whatever and you're, you're the hat sometimes you just gotta say i'm not dealing with this year i'm just not gonna do it i'm gonna come back next year we'll come back bigger better than ever uh, you know the want to it has to be kind of tough right now well, to deal I, with the yeah. government stuff to deal with the numbers because those those people that put the races together do a phenomenal job, and they don't do anything halfway. That's right. And the things are the handcuffs are already on them to be halfway, so they're like to heck with this. So I don't blame them. Uh, for the Rotary Club, they had to cancel the uh, Hernando Brewfest this year for that same reason. I mean, you know, it's you're having to book stuff back in June and July, trying to book the breweries, trying to get the people here. There's still mass mandate through next Friday, so you know it's supposed to be usually it's the second or third. You know, Friday in October, uh, and so that's only a month away, and you still have mask mandates. There's just no way to be able to plan for that. No way to know. And again, it is outside, but it is in an enclosed courtyard. Um, you would 
have to take your mask down to drink. And then after you have a couple drinks, you may forget you have, your ma- have a mask. <laughs> um, and so I think there's just a lot that goes on in that. So it's very hard to plan right now. You're right. Like we're looking at events six months out from now. What do those look like? And we just we just don't know. Exactly. I mean, at a certain point, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about football and basketball. That's what we were talking about with football so many times, you know, needing football to happen in order for basketball to happen and baseball to happen and that type of stuff because uh, the planning is, is just the tremendous for the at the college level and the professional ranks and so forth. So, But uh, good luck to uh, Noah's 5K this month. Good luck to the Water Tower 10K in October. Be sure and uh, look into those type things. And again, we talked to a lot of people. I talked to two people at the pool today that pulled me aside and talked to me about the podcast talked to them about the community events section or the talking about the planning commission. Uh, it's something that they don't have. They don't get the paper anymore. They don't seek it out. So they really enjoy this part of the podcast. So uh, if you enjoy what you're, you're, you're hearing, uh, be sure and subscribe uh, wherever you, you listen to your podcast and be sure and pay attention to um, to us on Facebook, UTW Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, UTW Podcast, Twitter, UTW Pod. And again, please subscribe uh, wherever you listen to your podcast for Under the Water Tower. We're crossing uh, new new numbers, new levels each and every week, and we can't, can't thank you enough for the support and the people that are listening to us each and every week. Now it's time for the DeSoto County Fact of the Week. The DeSoto County Fact of the Week provided by the DeSoto County Museum. The DeSoto County Museum is open from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday. Rob Long, the curator, does a great job managing it, putting out the exhibit, taking care of the exhibits that aren't out right now. And so again, we cannot push it enough. Please go by. If you've never been there, the admission is the wonderful price of free. So just walk in, uh, tell Rob that we sent you. Uh, he, you know, he just loves uh, people coming in there. He loves, very knowledgeable and in, in uh, DeSoto County history and just you know want to share it with somebody so please get by there when you can you know again it was ranked, ranked the uh, best small town museum in Mississippi and so we just really appreciate Rob and all that he does the fact this week is that a plank road was in from went from Hernando to Memphis it was changed it was called the Memphis and Hernando plank road and it terminated at Hernando when completed the road was 22 miles long with a toll gate every eight miles chargers were established for a man on a horse at 10 cents for a carriage at 25 cents and for a wagon team a charge of 25 cents. Toll was paid at each gate. All kinds of agricultural products were transported over this plank road and there was an inn at the Hernando Terminal which was located at a site near the Nesbitt Interchange of Interstate I-55. Both oxen and mules pulled the wagons and often a farmer would drive his hog to the Memphis market over this road. It is reported that a hog's gate was about 10 miles a day. Thus it took two and a half days to bring a drove of hogs to market. So you're telling me from Hernando to Memphis they would take two, two and a half days pushing hogs back and forth. That is correct. Wow. Well, I guess if you're pushing them down, you're probably leaving with money, hopefully. Hopefully you don't have any hogs oh. when you go back. <laughs> So, no, no, you, well, you probably, you might have bought some. You might have took some up there and bought some or some whatever. But yeah, I mean, just imagine that every 10 miles that you've got stopped and you got to pay a toll, excuse me, eight miles. Every eight miles, you got to stop, pay a toll to go another eight miles. And a man on a horse was how much? 10 cents? 10 cents. Carriage, 25 cents. Man on a horse, 10 cents. Carriage, 25 cents. A, uh, a, a the horse-drawn team was 25 cents. Also 25 cents. Which, that's the best deal, right? That's I mean, that's, that's the best deal. Had to go together. And again, you know, the, and the old Plank Road probably was somewhere around uh, Old Memphis Street, I think. It started right there, went up. And, you know, there used to be a uh, bar in Memphis called the Hernando Hideaway. And so that it ended somewhere around there. That's why you have those names up there. So that Plank Road kind of went from that area, you know, uh, right just north of Hernando, basically, uh, all the way uh, into that, that part of Memphis. So it was a 22-mile stretch. Uh, but again, just— Did it say a year on that? Uh, it was 1850. 1850. So again, 170 years later, we talked about it two weeks ago, how amazing it was that you and I are talking about palm pallets. Uh, one breath, and then we're talking about printing presses in 1830 
uh, the first newspaper and stuff in DeSoto County. So just some awesome stuff to listen to and talk about and even think of. Uh, I want to say thank you again to the DeSoto County Museum. Rob Long and the team over there do do such an amazing job. If you can get by there, like Derek said, 10 to 4 um, each Tuesday week. through Saturday. Tuesday through Saturday. Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 4, right there across from Bancorp South on uh, Commerce Street in Hernando. So if you hear our voice or listen to our podcast, please consider taking your family, taking your children to, to take a look around the DeSoto County Museum. Like you said, ranked when it opened uh, the top small town museum in Mississippi. Speaking of things going on in the state, Friday we'll have uh, on our podcast our first guest sitting Mississippi Supreme Court Justice. Josiah Coleman will be joining us on the podcast on Friday. We'll be taping a segment with him this week, and it'll be airing on our podcast on Friday. He'll be coming to talk about he's in town for a fundraiser, and will come to talk about us it's about you know just his life, uh, how he got into you know in, into law, and just kind of you know how he's enjoyed serving for the last eight years. He was elected in 2012, so we really look forward to talking with uh, Justice Coleman. You know, just finding out uh, you know kind of what he's done uh, for the past eight years for the Supreme Court and what he hopes to do going forward. It was surprising, Derek, that you explained to me that these are elected officials uh, every eight years. Uh, whereas the the United States Supreme Court are a lifetime appointment. That is correct. And while this is not a, a political show, uh, we do uh, welcome any and all uh, politicians that want to come on here, whether they be in office, running for an office. And so we will start that this week uh, with Justice Coleman, who will come on here. He'll be running against Percy Lynchard, and we also hope and have Judge Lynchard on our show at some point. So again, uh, just you know, please tune in to our podcast on Friday to hear that interview. Well, Matt, here we are. All football opens this week. Everything's open. Everything's open. As a game last night, BYU and Navy. BYU and Navy. So that was uh, BYU put a little put a little beat down on them. And then, uh, um, so you know, and then now we've got NFL starting this week. So when we when we come to you again on Friday, there will have been an NFL game played. Game Thursday night. So we'll be able to talk about that. But what we want to talk about today, of course, is our high school first full high school weekend of football. I mean, just a, a fantastic weekend. Everybody's out there playing. We had good crowds, twenty five percent. But you know, twenty five percent for public schools is probably around a thousand people. So still, you know, spaced out, wear a mask, saw some of the highlights on TV. You know, people had masks on, doing doing the right thing. So I appreciate everybody that was able to do that. And just get out and enjoy a beautiful night of football on Friday night. Matt, I know that you attended the local Hernando game. Why don't you give us a quick preview of how that went? Yeah, Derek, I mean, like you were saying, the crowd was was good. It was a really good crowd. We could sit here and calculate 25% capacity. Uh, we could sit there and do that if you want to. But um, it, w- it was good to get back with, with friends and, and sit down and, and watch these young people uh, get an opportunity to do what they should be doing which is enjoying life and smiling and uh and competing and and having a fun fun time you and i've lived in hernando now together for about 15 years man just hernando was this close this close hernando lost to south panola 14 to 13 led uh well they trailed pretty good bit and then uh two field goals two field goals by mclean rafferty got them to uh, tied 6-6 battled into the fourth quarter uh reed flanagan took about a 70 yard pass caught it sprinted to the end zone took them up 13 to 6 uh, and then Sal Panola scored with about 7.42 left. They scored to make it 14-13. Uh, just kind of just took the momentum away from Hernando. Um, and Hernando just could not quite uh, get any more points on the board. So just a tough night, uh, but just they battled. I mean, uh, both both teams struggled with uh, some snaps. They struggled with some fumbles. Well, so, that's, that's first game. Yeah. First game jitters, you know, work, working stuff yeah. out. I mean, definitely it, it wasn't the prettiest game by any stretch, but it was the kind of game – that uh, you know, Sal Panola made just enough mistakes for Hernando to be right there uh, in the end, and uh, tough for those kids. It was it was a tough night to watch. But again, you looked up. You and I picked Sal Panola on Friday. Most people did pick Sal Panola to to win this game, um, ranked number three in the state. I don't know how accurate that is. You know, 
they made some mistakes. Hernando was right there. I think Hernando's going to have a pretty good season. Uh, when you have a quarterback that can throw it around pretty well, can move the football, I think they're going to be okay. I, they play Center Hill next week, so we'll talk more about, about that on Friday. But I feel good about them uh, carrying on, having a decent season. Again, I know both of the young men that put points on the board for Hernando, uh, McLean Rafferty uh, kicking field goals there, two, two solid field goals. And then uh, Reed Flanagan, seven catches, 158 yards uh, on the night and a touchdown and a long touchdown at that. So just really ran away with some speed there from the guy covering him. And uh, it was just it, it was fun to be back out there and have a Friday night experience again, Derek. And I know uh, your son plays at North Point. And I know you can appreciate that uh, first uh, the, their first game last week. Just being out there and, and, man, hearing the drums and just the chatter and the people enjoying being in the stands, watching these young people get a chance to compete. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's, that's what it's about. So I know it's a tough loss for Hernando, but, you know, you never like to say moral victories. But, I mean, keep your chin up high. You play the number currently the number three team in the state, you know, to a one-point loss. Um, you know, had a chance at the end to win. And so, again, that's all you can hope for the first game. Remember, these kids did not have spring practice. Sure. Spring practice was canceled this year uh, because of the virus. These, You know, a lot of these kids, you know, they haven't really had outside physical contact with another team. I mean, it's been a year. It's been a solid nine months. And so, you know, they've been hitting each other, I'm sure, but probably, you know, some regulations on that because of the virus. And so now you got to go out there, first game of the year, there's going to be some missnaps. There's going to be some jitters and stuff like that. But, again, just a great showing for those kids. Uh, and just, again, I, I, you know, I think they're going to have a really good season coming up. I hope so. I hope Coach Wolf and them have an opportunity to, to get their first victory next next week when they play Center Hill uh, on the east side of the county. Uh, they'll be traveling to Center Hill, who played South Haven last Friday night. Uh, South Haven came out 14-6. to Seven uh, was the win there. Derek, you and I picked South Haven to win, and they sure enough did. A little surprise, 14-7, though. I mean, we talked about the speed, talked about the offensive firepower it seemed like they should should have in South Haven. Uh, a little bit surprised, 14-7 score. But, again, get the victory, and uh, you just – in today's world, you just move on, right? I mean, play as many as you can. That's it. I mean, again, this is the only game this week that involved two DeSoto County teams playing each other. And so just uh, – it, w- it was closer, I guess, closer than we thought it was going to be, but at Center Hill. And so, you know, maybe a little – Home crowd advantage has something to do with that. But, again, you know, 14-7, to seven, dusting, the, dusting the, the cobwebs off and going from there. So, uh, that was a, a very close game. Uh, but we did pick South Haven. We got that one right. The next one was DeSoto Central versus Arlington. Uh, DeSoto Central, and we did. We picked, the, uh, we picked the Jaguars. Unfortunately, they fell to Arlington 24-14. The game was played at Arlington. You know, again, they, they did have to travel to, to North Shelby County, play that game. And uh, Arlington had played a couple games. This was Arlington's third game. Oh, wow. And DeSoto, DeSoto Central's first. So, again, that I'm sure that had a lot to play with it. I'm sure DeSoto uh, Central will make the, the adjustments for next week. But, again, I think Arlington was coming off a loss to ECS uh, last week. Again, this was uh, you know, DeSoto, County, I mean, DeSoto Central's first game. Uh, unfortunately, not didn't have enough firepower this one, 24-14 loss. Yeah, just keep your head up and uh, keep rolling along. Another game in the county, Lewisburg hosted the Bahia Chiefs. Lewisburg came out on top 44-13. to So, Lewisburg, uh, we talked about it on, on our Friday show, Lewisburg bringing back 100% of the production from their offense or on their offense. And so, they seem to piece it all together. 44-13 is, uh, is I mean, that's, that's, that's what you call a beatdown for sure. And uh, by hell, you never could quite get it together. So, Lewisburg goes to 1-0. Just look forward to more um, look forward to more victories for the Patriots. All right, the next game we had uh, was Holmes County at Olive Branch. Holmes County traveled a two-dollar branch to play the Conquistadors. Uh, the win was a uh, it was a 13-6 win by Olive Branch. It looks like Holmes County started off the scoring with uh, six points in the first quarter. Uh, Olive Branch followed with ten points in the second quarter, and then never trailed after that, adding on three in the fourth. 
for a 13-6 victory. Hard fought. It looks like a good defensive game. Again, I'm sure there were some issues because of the, being the first game of the season. Had to work out some kinks, uh, but it was a good victory. Olive Branch starts off the season one and zero, and you know, looking forward to next week. Lake Carmer traveled to Sanatobia. Lake Carmer got the victory, fourteen to ten. The Gators over the Warriors. Sanatobia uh, stepping up to five A, or I'm sorry, Lake Carmer five A school going to Sanatobia four A school. Uh, and, and winning that one 14 to 10. So we may have more information, more stats coming up on Friday's show or just uh, to, as we preview and, and talk more about the upcoming weekend. But again, another DeSoto County victory going out of county to uh, to get it done. And uh, it's always good for the county to come out ahead. Uh, speaking of Lake Cormorant, we mentioned on Friday how they play you know, one of the toughest districts in Mississippi. Uh, the actual Starkville played West Point first game of the season. Uh, there was a, a district game. A district game, first game of the season. No, Starkville six A, but played West Point. So that see the uh, reigning six gotcha. uh, A played the reigning five A wow. first game of the season. Starkville gets a victory, beats West Point. So West Point does go down. Uh, you know, perennial power won the state championship last five years in a row for five A. Loses the first game of the season against six A Starkville. So again, uh, hopefully, I would, say, I would say West Point and Starkville is one heck of a good rivalry. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, right there. Yeah. So just uh, I love the fact that they played the first game of the season and uh, you know Starkville came away. With Let's that just victory. roll it out there. Toughest game of the season. Get it over with non-conference. Yeah, Let's go. Yeah. Reigning reigning state champ. Sure, we'll play. Let's go. All right. The last game we had in the county this week was Lafayette and Horn Lake. Lafayette. Uh, Traveled to Horn Lake, but they got the victory, 21 to six. Fayette's also a very tough team uh, that you know they have a good team every year, and so uh, Horn Lake, you know, kind of a rebuilding year for them. So again, 21 to six, they came up short on that side of the ball. But first game, you know, I'm sure the coaches have been looking forward. And again, coaches, as a reminder, you know, we would love to be able to give you the you know shouts out to the the, the kids who play games, you know, the players that outperform uh, or that do perform well. And so we just you know, really want to get their names on the air. So, again, if you could get us the stats, any stats that you can give us, we do our best to do research. Unfortunately, this first week we only had the research on one game. Uh, the rest of the games we had scores but no no stats, no bylines. We really want to get that out. So, parents, uh, if, if you're there and you want to send us a couple things, you know, please reach out to underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com, underthewatertowerinfo.com. Towerinfo at gmail.com. We really would love to get, you know, whether it's your son's name, whether it's your your friend's son's name, whoever it may be, coaches, any of your players, we really do want to get this information out there. So please help us out. You know, we try to attend one game a week, you know, but again, there's usually eight eight to nine, eight to ten games going on uh, based on, you know, what the virus is doing. And so we really just want to be, you know, get that out there. So any help you can give us, you know, we, we're going on every website we can find. We're checking with, the, you know, trying to check with the paper before we come on air. But you know, sometimes we just don't have the information when we need it. So, again, any help you can give under the water tower info at gmail.com. Uh, just please send it there, and we will make sure we get it on here. That's right, Derek. So uh, real quick, uh, our picks from last week. So, Derek, we moved to eight and two on the season, eight and two on the season. The one game we didn't mention, Derek, like you said, all of the DeSoto County teams we talked back about, uh, Magnolia Heights down in Sanatobia that has a good number of DeSoto County kids both on the team and in the school. Uh, Magnolia Heights traveled to Heritage Academy trying to get a 3-0 and in Columbus and did not get it done. Heritage pulled that one out. Patriots over the Chiefs 35-21. That's 35-21 uh, against for Magnolia Heights uh, losing there. So that was one of our losses we took. You and I both took the Chiefs until we shouldn't have. <laughs> well, I mean, so, Magnolia Heights was two and zero. Had you know, as we mentioned, had dominated the, right. the two the teams before they they played, and um, you know that's was 
something, you know, Heritage must have a pretty good squad because in Manoa Heights was ranked five in the state for private schools uh, going into that game. Yeah, so Heritage pulls out the victory 35-21. Uh, that takes our picks to 8-2 and two on the season. So this was the largest uh, week we've had so far as far as number of games. So our, our picks should hope start to, to increase tremendously. And then, Derek, the most important way that you, you, you know, we need to pick or the, the Under the Water Tower podcast picks its games is with the mascot battles. And so uh, we took the Gators of Lake Comrade to beat the Warriors, took the Gators over the Warriors, and that, that panned out. We took the Arlington Tigers to beat the D.C. Jags. And this is strictly – this is not on the field. This is strictly if the mascots were to battle and the Tigers we figured out would beat the Jags. And then Hernando and Sal Panola, we took – we copped out and said the Tigers were going to win. They're both the Tigers. And we're going to take that easy victory right there. That was, that was easy. I mean, that's, you know, that's easy. Sometimes, sometimes you just got to know – Take the simple wins, move on, and that's what we did there. So our mascot picks on the season have moved to four and one. We were three and zero this week when our mascot picks, where we take the mascot versus the other mascot in a virtual, what would happen should they get into a brawl, and we went three and zero this week. So four and one on the season from a mascot pick standpoint. If you like the mascot pick. If you, if you want to give us information about the mascot pick or even argue with what we decide, under the water tower info at gmail.com. That's under the water tower info at gmail.com. All right, so looking forward to another week. Again, NFL starting. You will hear some Saints talk on here. Who Absolutely. Uh, so, again, we're just very excited about it. Fantasy starts off this week. Yep. We talked to you all three weeks ago about our fantasy draft, and we talked about the guys that we're in the fantasy league with. So, a couple of them have they're – now, they're out of jail now. A couple of them are now out of jail, and they're all out of their mom's basement. So we're we're ready. Let's just say this. It's probably not going to be good for Slaw and Shaky this week. Slaw and Shaky. Is that, probably, who, is that who we're playing? We're playing Slaw and Shaky. That's the new name? I mean, that's is the new name. Is it the same person we always play? Same person. Are same you person serious? we always start the season with. It's like eight straight years. Well, he, he was nobody's fantasy, so now, you know, he's Slaw and Shaky. So it's unfortunate for him that we he faces us, you know, again. First game, first game this week. But do we play the second person again? Yes, we do. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So oh, it's just too easy. It's too easy. Well, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt and I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower.